You're listening to the Hometown Crowd Podcast, part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, the Fayetteville Marksmen stumble but quickly get back on track. Rivalry week is upon us in college football and we break down the biggest games and two teams emerge as dominant in the NFL as they head towards a heavyweight matchup this week. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country in our backyard of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. I'm the ever-effervescent uh, Mac. And I'm the original American Horror Story, Heather Highsmith. Ooh. Be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast everywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple subscriber, please consider dropping us a five-star review. How you guys doing this evening? Heather, I know you're dying of anticipation for tomorrow. I'm so excited our number one fan comes home. I'm so excited. Uh, not just number one fan, he's also the big bulk of our Afghan, uh, or, you know, Afghanistan <laughs> listeners. So we're losing a whole demographic. It's it's very upsetting to me. Um, but yeah, I'm glad he's coming home too, Heather. Thank you. We're very excited to have him home, and I know you are too. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna have uh, they're gonna go grab two 12 packs of White Claw. Put the um, kids to bed early. Negative. It was it was uh, it was two it was two sixers of Kona Longboard. Thank you so much, and a bottle yeah. of Jamo. Not a fan. I've had that one. No, that beer sucks. Well, it's his choice. That's what he wanted. Oh man. I'll let you. I'll uh, let you y'all know, take that up. I was with down him. with the Sergeant Slaughter thing, but the Kona. He's he's losing me. He's losing me right now. <laughs> well, I'll let you take that up with him. Oh, I most certainly will, mm-hmm. especially after his. <laughs> His his just horribly horribly uh, mean and offensive rant about Sergeant Slaughter. He is an old crusty bastard. You started it, and that should be totally. You know what? I I just merely spoke my piece, and he. I felt I felt attacked. I felt attacked. <laughs> Die mad about it. And, Go ahead, Tim. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's it. But no. Um, tell him the official stands. If he dresses up as Sergeant Slaughter, I will buy him another sixer of the Kona, and I would never <laughs> buy that beer typically. All right, well, Timothy, how are you doing, sir? I, I'm doing well. We're inching closer and closer to buying this house, um, which is a whole lot of fun to do around the holidays. Mm, uh, sounds I like don't it. I understand you. Because um, <laughs> it means we won't do much for Christmas. Well, you shouldn't be doing much for Christmas anyway. It's a it's a horribly you know over commercialized thing. You just exchange your mm-hmm. gifts with your wife, tell everybody else to piss off, and then enjoy your you know enjoy your day. Yeah, which you know like the which, New Mexico Bowl or whatever that you know is played on that day. That or you well, know several repeated watchings of you know a Christmas story on TBS. Yeah, you know or you know any other shenanigans that harry potter nerds get into you know maybe you do start a marathon on christmas eve and carry it over to the next day you know we actually have a tradition of we watch all our favorite shows christmas episodes like just in a marathon 
So we'll watch like the new girl episodes that are Christmas and Buffy and whatever we feel like. That's like the most wholesome thing I've ever heard of. And I want to go play in traffic because of it. Okay. (laughs) That is so adorable. God. Nerds. Okay. Well, now that we've lost like all of our male listeners. Yeah. Every one of them just left. Just left. Okay. We hadn't even started the episode yet and they're gone. Yeah. (laughs) We couldn't even keep them for 20. (laughs) I'm sure James is still here though. I actually was going to get you guys, um, Funko Pop just released a Buckeye and LSU Tiger Funko Pop. But you would, like, mix them up and give me the Tiger course, and give Heather the Buckeye? Of course. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that way Heather and I just look at each other all spitefully for the next... <laughs> <laughs> or we, no, no, no. That's just... No, we keep them. That's the thing. We keep the wrong ones, but we just... Oh, yeah. East and then we, we never let... We ne- we never let Tim hear the end exactly. of it. Like, how did you fuck this up, dude? Like, how? Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was going to get you guys that for Christmas, but a house is a little bit expensive. Uh, dude, yeah, man. You definitely go with the house. I mean, the roof over your head and a place that eventually, you know, the monopolized utility companies will get power and water to your house and... You know, that's a whole hey, lot. I work for one of those um, utility companies. Yes, okay, I know. Now, speak for yourself, Mac. My birthday's in five days. Give me the damn tiger. Or Buckeye, whichever <laughs> one you're going to do. So. You just better recognize. <laughs> Wait, right. your birthday's in five days? Yeah, it's on Sunday. December 1st. Oh, nice. Well, Whoop. happy early birthday. Thanks. Uh, this is the last time we'll see you before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you won't emerge until next podcast mm-hmm. with James coming home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we wouldn't expect to see. You better enjoy yourself, girl. Planning on it. But this is a wholesome but family show, holi- so let's let's Yeah, definitely. We don't you keep the lurid details to yourself. <laughs> no. I don't want to hear about your No. Your... No, listen, no, because that is between me and Jesus. Y'all don't need to know. But what about James? I mean, that's between me, James, and Jesus. So don't worry about it. Well, okay. I mean, even then, she doesn't have to let him know what's going on before he gets to the house. You know, well, he's kind of, all right. Well, I'm agnostic. He stretches too, out a little so. bit so he doesn't pull a hammy. Yes. Bye. <laughs> let's go. On we go. Let's please not discuss this. Come on, let's go. Anyway, well, because of the holiday, we did move up this week's recording. And because of scheduling conflicts, last week was so late. So we don't really have anything in terms of national news. Uh, So let's jump into some local sports. Um, We've been talking about how the Marksmen have been unstoppable this season. Well, that ended on Friday night. Okay. I mean, a good run, you know, a good run always ends, you know. They they suffered their first regulation loss in Birmingham uh, 4-1. Oh, that sucks. You never want to lose anything in Birmingham. Well, they didn't lose the second game in Birmingham. Uh, Saturday night. They had a rematch, and the Woodpeckers won 5-2. Well, I mean, they, they lost anyway just having to be in Alabama. And, you know, mm-hmm. and then you had to play a hockey game there. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, Peoria won both games this weekend. So the, the marksmen are two points behind in the standings, but they're still in second place and still yeah. off to a great start. It's early in the season, too, so there's plenty of time. Uh, this week, the... Uh, the Marksman host Roanoke on Thanksgiving and Knoxville on Saturday. Oh, bro, that's oh, fucked. Oh, oh, are those the are those the yard dogs? The rail yard dogs? Yes, Roanoke. Yes. Roanoke is the rail yard dogs. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know I'm supposed to be a Marksman fan, but I love that name so much. 
Well, I mean, it's just like I love the woodpeckers, but I'm sorry, the Downey's Wood Ducks, rest in peace, nickname. <laughs> um, I said, I mean, that was the dudes. Like, I'm sorry, you couldn't beat that with a stick. Yeah, but they they host Roanoke on Thanksgiving and Knoxville Saturday, hoping to rebuild that winning streak. Um, well, sorry guys, you got to play on a you know Turkey Day, but I mean. Yeah, you're getting paid, you know, $14 to play in front of Fayetteville's <laughs> finest that it didn't go out of town on pass. So, you know what? Hopefully one of those guys takes you out for a beer afterwards. But since there isn't anything in the way of big news, let's jump into last week in college football and the biggest game of the week. Ohio State hosted Penn State on Saturday, and it was the biggest matchup for the Buckeyes so far. Uh, in the rain, the Buckeyes fumbled three times, and all of them were pretty costly. Uh, the first on what would have been a five-yard first-quarter touchdown yeah. by Justin Fields. Uh, instead, Penn State recovered the ball for a touchback. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State led 14-0 at halftime, but in the third, the Buckeyes quickly put up another touchdown, and then J.K. Dobbins put the ball on the ground. Yeah, I mean, that, that uh, you know, anybody watching that game could see they took their foot off the gas in the third quarter, which... I don't understand because the Buckeyes typically start the first two series slow and then it's just like, now we scored 70 points. You know, it's just a constant go. Um, And I I understand it was raining, but at that point, you know what? Don't worry about hucking passes. Just run that RPO. And then when you can, run your slants or your your seams with your tight ends. But, I mean, hey, Ryan Day's undefeated as Buckeye head coach, so I really am not going to bitch, moan, or complain about anything, especially when... I mean, it was a closer game than I wanted, but it wasn't close like the last few years have been where I've had, like, mild heart attacks. Yeah, I think he's the second coach to start 14-0 and in Ohio State history, and the first was Urban Meyer. Yep. And uh, that turned out pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Um, Even though he is a colossal douchebag. Just <laughs> I'm retiring for health uh, reasons. He's going to be on the sideline next year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that... That J.K. Dobbins fumble ended up turning into a Penn State touchdown. Uh, Justin Fields would fumble a second time, leading to a field goal. Uh, And Penn State trailed just 21-17 at the end of three. But Ohio State tacked on another touchdown in the fourth and held on 28-17. Yeah, I mean, they had a good run game. I mean, uh, they couldn't... It wasn't like uh, Fields was, like, ripping off huge runs, but... He was making the runs he needed to for first downs and to keep the chains moving. Uh, and then when you got a running back like Dobbins, it's just like, dude, just feed him the ball because he just seems to get better the more he touches it. Um, and he, I think he, I saw he moved up to second on the all-time rushing list for Ohio State. So, I mean, that's... I know he's up there. Yeah. I think he passed Eddie George. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, who was the guest picker. Yep. Um, you know, so, I mean, that, that was pretty cool. And I, I really like Dobbins. Um, you know, he kind of split carries last two years. And then just having the ability to be, like, the primary guy. He's really showed out this season. So, I mean, I like our chances uh, going forward. Um, but really, fuck scum. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, well, we'll it's hate week. Game. Yeah. <laughs> but um, speaking of Urban Meyer and Eddie George, did you see the pregame shows? No. I, 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 I can't. I can't do that. Like I, before games start, before kickoff, I'm doing homework. Yeah. And let's face it, after watching like ten minutes of what Big Noon Saturday, 
Fox Sports sucks. All right, give me game day every day of the week. Well, what was funny is both Big Noon Saturday and College Game Day were on the field for yeah. the hour before the game. And they were basically back-to-back at opposite ends yep. of the end zone. So you could see the Big Noon Saturday guys in the background while watching College Game Day. <laughs> yeah, but I mean... And college Game Day never goes on the field. Yeah. Uh, they moved the, the set inside. Yeah, well, still, the they... they... Big Noon Saturday sucks. Uh, I don't like the people, the studio people. I don't like the people they have out there. Uh, Kirk, Reese, and, and uh, Lee Corso, and the guest pickers. Like, that's good, clean family fun. Yeah, and it was the first time they had both been at the same game, and I think that's going to happen again this week. Well, I think college game day is going to Ann Arbor, and I would yeah, probably that. yeah. Well, see, and I was on post while it was going on because I was I was getting a pass and uh they had they had the fox one on and I was like who the fuck are these dicks like oh, yeah like, I had they're no a douchey group of guys they aren't they Heather like it's it's not no a good well is it like Brady Quinn or somebody on there yeah it, it's literally like a row of failed NFL I have quarterbacks like, I have literally never yeah. seen any of them in my life and I was like why is this on like what what happened to game day <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like and for me like urban meyer on a sideline and giving like two or three sentences after a game okay i'm cool with that having him speak for an hour is like listening to fucking paint dry um i, I just i can't do it um and i still find it kind of galling that he's the assistant athletic director for the ohio state university and he's got a side gig like fuck yourself dude you know it's uh Urban Meyer, Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, and Brady Quinn, and occasionally Charles Woodson. Oh, well, I mean, Charles Woodson, when you get down to it, is probably the most successful guy of the bunch. Um, <laughs> you know, he he's won a Super Bowl, uh, was only one of the most de- dominant defensive players ever, Heisman Trophy winner, and he's literally sitting next to three fucking, I mean... They balled out in college, but three bums in the pros, man. And it was super fun a few weeks ago. They went to uh, USC, mm. and Reggie Bush is on that panel. Dude, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I liked the little dig about the Heisman Trophy winner, especially when you got Reggie Bush sitting on there, too. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that oh, little I mean, dig. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Reggie. You had to hand yours back because you're a cheater. <laughs> Talk about a wasted talent, man. He just owned at the college level and just was. No, he's essentially he just a wideout for like two years no, he and then did nothing. He yes, awful, he was though. awful. He had a season where he had zero yards rushing. Zero. I had more yards rushing than that, you know, or the same amount as he did that year. Was that was that when he played we for the did. Saints? No, it's when he played for Buffalo. Oh, okay. But no, I mean, even at the Saints, like he was, he was a decoy at best, uh, because remember he couldn't stay healthy; he always had the lower body injuries. Fair enough. Um, you know, so I mean, he he had, he had like one or two good years in in uh, New Orleans, but he he was never a thousand yard rusher. Got it. Down there, I don't think. Um, but still, when you have a stat line that says zero in rushing yards and you're a running back and you played like five games that year, there's a problem. Mm. Okay. Well, elsewhere in college football, the Oregon Ducks were upset by the Arizona State Sun Devils, 31-28. God, they had Uh, one job. God. Just the one. Just one job. 
they were the best chance for the Pac-12 to maybe get into the playoff. Dude, that was my uh, that was my that was my nine points in our pick'em. That was my nine yeah. points. Yeah, I think I had them at eight. Uh, yeah, I mean, or- I-, I watched that game and. Um... Oregon was just playing from behind, and every time they got within closing distance, you know, Arizona State would just score that next touchdown and keep him right out of reach, you know. I mean, and the thing is, it's not like Herbert had a bad game, um, but, like, Oregon's defense, which, you know, typically isn't the most dominant, you know, defensive unit out there, uh, they actually played really well, uh, you know, up until this game. Because, I mean, Arizona State is, it's more like a plucky team that's going to win 17-10 to than you know score 30 points consistently um so i mean you know hats off to herm edwards that's the that's the biggest win of his arizona state you know uh tenure um but i mean he did he he just fucked the pac-12 like i guarantee you larry scott the president of the pac-12 was in his office at this very second crying yeah because i mean utah still got a chance but they're much weaker draw than oregon yeah and you know i still need help in theory I have a chance with Katy Perry, but it's not realistic. Okay. Um, I I think you'd basically have to hope that Georgia gets blown out in the SEC championship and Alabama loses this week at the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Can we, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's. Mm -hmm. mm. Well, the rest of our picks had Pitt falling to Virginia Tech, a game I chose correctly. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. That team up north pulled away in the second half to dominate Indiana. I mean, and the thing is, like, everybody kept saying, like, this is going to be the game Michigan trips up. And I'm like, dude, they've already tripped up a couple games. So let's pump the brakes there. And then, it, but Indiana just, they don't have the talent that the fucking Wolverines have. Like, honestly, no. they don't. Um, I, you know, it's not our fault that Harbaugh can't fucking coach to save his life. Uh, otherwise, like, with the, with the recruits he gets up there, there's no reason that he shouldn't have won a fucking Big Ten title by now and been right. in the playoff. But sorry, Charlie, your fucking entire coaching staff gargles my nuts. I mean, players want to go there. Yeah. You get top-tier talent. How do you not win? Exactly. Um, you know, it's just it's mind-boggling to me how they get, I mean, year in, year out, they've got a top-10, top-15 recruiting class. Yeah. And they just keep stacking up these, especially on the defensive side of the ball, just these five, four or five star players that get drafted. And it's just like, dude, how have you not managed to do more than nine wins in a season and playing in the fucking Gator Bowl? (laughs) And finally, ULM won a close one against Coastal Carolina. Mm. What takeaways do you guys have from week 13? Um, I, I just... I think this week, uh, if if all the favorites lose, I just want you guys to know that the college football playoff, in air quotes, uh, is going to be fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Because if if like Ohio State, Bama, you know, fucking Clemson, like if those teams lose this week, that committee is just going to sit there and be like, God damn it, and they're just going to put the names on a wall. Yeah, they're going to be like throw a dart. Yeah, yeah they're going to be like you know? they're going to be like shit. We actually have to work right now. Yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, it's part of me, like outside of the Buckeyes wants to see that happen. Just like watch everybody lose and watch the chaos ensue. But, um, you know, the Buckeye fan of me is like, no, 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 dude, let's not do that. <laughs> what? No, I mean, no, go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think given Michigan's rise in recent weeks, unless it's a blowout, Ohio State could survive it. 
It, but yeah, I mean, I, especially because they'll still go to the Big Ten championship. Yeah, but see, this is not. No, you, you're not gonna. I mean, there's a chance they could, but when you get down to it, people, this is a what have you done for me lately thing. And if you're losing the week before your conference title game, nah. You know, this week, this year is just—it's not going to be like one of those fucking wazoo years in like 2007, where we had like six number ones, six different number ones in six weeks, and it ends up, you know, LSU playing the Buckeyes, and then we're getting fisted, and you know, in New Orleans. So I don't want to again. Shut it, Heather. (laughs) It—it's not going to happen. I just admitted. I just admitted that it happened. Okay, Okay. like I. But I tell you what, I want to see that game. I want to see Ohio State LSU this year. This podcast would be amazing. If that <laughs> oh my god! Personally. Well, it would like we wouldn't be able to talk about anything. No. It would just be a shit talking whoever lost. Literally, all it would be there would be no stats. Okay. At all. No, no. The NFL playoffs jokes. kick off that week. I think the only thing we would talk about for the hour to hour and a half that we record is Ohio State LSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. It, and unless you know a certain person <clears throat> got so butt hurt that she uh <laughs> when has that when has that happened yet well in not all yet, the years but... that y'all have known me when has that happened i mean you you also like if i stuck you with a knife you'd bleed like black and gold out of one arm and you know purple and gold out of the other goddamn right so well i was gonna say one game that we didn't really touch on um but i was actually very kind of disappointed in was the georgia a&m game oh man that was bad huh georgia only won- what was that one 24 17 no yeah no 1913 there you go okay, oh, okay. yeah and georgia yeah. georgia won that game on field goals they had one touchdown the whole game the rest of it was field goals yeah, but it goes back to what we were talking about last week. Fromm is not going to win you a fucking game. That is a championship defense. Georgia has a championship mm-hmm. defense and a JV offense. Yeah. You know, Fromm well, can't – he he looks so fucking lost. Yeah, he did. He, he didn't even – this is the third straight game that he failed to complete 50% of his passes. Like – Oh, but yeah. It was awful. He, he – and, and he, like, he was the guy even, that's you can't even blame it ready. on the weather. You can't even blame it on the weather because it was wet there. But still, like they just like I really kind of wanted Georgia to really like make a statement there. Like, okay, you're the number four team. You need to make a statement against A and M. And it was just sloppy as shit. And just it just did not look good at all. So I was really disappointed in that game. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I just, A&M brought, you know, they played tough, you know, and I, I'll give them a lot of credit for that. But, I mean, Georgia's, like you said, it's the number four team in the country. This is another team that consistently recruits in the top ten every single year. And, uh, you know, they're still living off the eighty what the 83 Probably, yeah. uh, national championship game, you know, the last time they won a title. Yeah, he was eleven of twenty three for one hundred and sixty three yards and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's it, that's and what we that in the called butt cheeks. Yeah, like that <laughs> should like that. That's what he should be doing in practice. Like, no, not in a game like this. And so, yeah, yeah I yeah. like I said, I was just really disappointed. But at the same time, like I'm kind of happy because, uh, you know, the Aggies had another chance to prove, you know, hey, we can hang in the SEC and you know play these big teams that's in there and again they've come up short this season see i before we go on like i this this is where i think like the a&m administrators need to really start kicking themselves in the ass 
Because they're never going to be more than an 8-9 win team in the SEC. But they could have been competing in the Big 12. Oh, but they could be competing for the conference fucking championship in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Baylor's up there going to the conference championship, A&M could have been. Yeah, easily. Yeah. You know, and and, and that's the thing. You know, they're just sitting there like, no, we have to separate from Texas. We're going to be big boys. We're going to go to the SEC. We're going to be... No, you had had a good two-year, three-year stretch under someone and Johnny Manziel, and then you fucking... Speaking yep. of who never beat LSU, just going to throw that out there. Oh, Johnny Manziel? Johnny Manziel never beat LSU, so. Well, just announced were the college football rankings heading into the last weekend of the regular season, and we have a change at the top. Mm-hmm. With oh, wait. With their win over Ohio State. Penn State. Or over Penn State, Ohio State takes over the number one slot from LSU. And Heather, I can see you rolling your eyes. I'm going to have to go, like, running down the street here in a minute to go catch them because. (laughs) Clemson and Georgia round out the top four with Alabama and Utah on the outside looking in. Oregon fell from 6th to 14th with their loss. I mean, that's kind of harsh, dropping eight Mm -hmm. spots. Like, I get it. I mean, they were were unranked. Holy fuckballs, you know. Oklahoma, Minnesota, Baylor, and Penn State round out the top ten. Uh, so Penn State is the top two loss team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, having lost to what is now number one and number eight. You know, I mean, yeah, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a really good team. It's just, I mean, did any? I mean, honestly, like as a Buckeyes fan, if you said you saw Justin Fields doing what he's doing. I was I call you a fucking liar because nobody knew what he was gonna do, um, you know. You got a new kid coming in, uh, fresh off transfer, doesn't know the playbook, you know. We had, uh, you know, just saw Burrow walk, you know, transfer to LSU. There's a really experienced backup, you know, who's shown he can play ball with it, you know, with anybody, um, and then, you know, like me, I was a huge Tate Martell guy until I, he just kind of shit the bed. Um, but nobody saw Justin Fields doing what he's, you know, playing at the level he's playing at as a freshman and just, he looks so comfortable in, in ways that I, I honestly, a lot of other freshmen, other than like maybe Michael Vick, yeah, you know, I've never seen a quarterback look like that comfortable as an, as a freshman in the pocket, you know? So, I mean, I didn't see this kind of season from the Buckeyes, um, and then Penn State did what they normally do. They played Ohio State tough, but they always fuck up in one other game, you know, that could, you know, keep them out. So, well, I almost wonder if the Ohio State jump has more to do with LSU and Ohio State being what they want as the national championship game, <laughs> given Clemson and Ohio State's history, positioning mm. it so that. Ohio State gets what could be Utah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, well, I, I will say I did hear um, a little bit uh, from Jesse Palmer when they were, you know, when they were putting the rankings out. And he was saying he was kind of explaining it a little bit. He was just saying, you know, um, like with LSU's strength of schedule, like from the, from here on out, you know, it's like by like 10 points, like. You know, uh, in the lead, but I what was it he was saying? He was saying it has more to do with um, Ohio State is playing more complete games 
and LSU, which y'all know I love them, but our defense is not necessarily playing a complete game. You can see towards the end, end of the third, going into the fourth, like they're starting to get gassed. And so, um, so that's a, that's, that's, I don't want to say it's a problem, but it is a kink in the armor for LSU. Yeah. I mean, so, and, 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 I have to, and I have to agree with him on that. I, I do agree with yeah. him on that. Looking at it like through the season, Ohio State has played a more complete game all four quarters. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched a couple, like, I've watched every Buckeyes game, but I've watched four or five LSU games, and honestly, I think the Buckeyes are deeper talent-wise right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're, like, going to, like, a three or four deep roster, but, I mean, LSU still has, like, their one and twos are fucking, I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? I mean, our backup running back would be a 1,500-yard yeah. rusher anywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teague is just a beast, well, and he just gets to play behind Dobbins. I'm not sure. even talking just on the offense, but you, you look at the defensive line rotation, how they, they rotate linebackers in and out, how they are able to to uh, keep their starting four defensive backs in and have a couple of different guys going to play in nickelback. So, I mean, it's like, it, you know, Ryan Day did a good job uh, in his first recruiting cycle. So, I mean, I tip my hat to him. But, I mean, that would be... If there was an edge, I'd say that'd be it. Uh, other than that, like offensively and defensively, the Buckeyes and the Tigers are pretty well matched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, part of it also probably has something to do with the fact that, yes, Joe Burrow is the Heisman favorite right now. Um, and will probably win it unless he yeah. goofs it up against A&M or something. Yeah, you know, um, it'd have to be a pretty big goof, though. Right. But It'd have to be like a from goof. On pretty much every list I've seen, three of the top seven Heisman candidates are Buckeyes. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably have Fields and, and Dobbins in New York. Um, you, don't, you don't think Chase Young will no, get to I New don't, York? He's, I don't think they're going to... He won't make the final ballot. He's a defensive player. See, I see... Uh, most of the lists I see have Dobbins down about six or seven and Young and... Dude, or Fields yeah, and Young but at But these two, are three. sports writers that when they have to vote on it and they don't have to like publicly display who they vote for... They're not going to put a defensive player there. I mean, there's a reason Charles Woodson is the last defensive player to have won it. Um, you know, because it's just it's such a it's a, it's a running back and quarterback focused yeah. game. I mean, would I love to see Chase Young there? Fuck yeah, man! And he deserves it. Um, I, I would love to see him just clean up all the like the you know the most outstanding player awards. I think it'd be great. But um, when you get down to it, though, how many of those sports writers, when it comes time to their secret ballots and we'll vote for Heisman, are actually going to vote for defensive end? Yeah. You know, uh, because when you get down to it, there's been, honestly, the, uh, Teron Matthew should have been considered for the Heisman for two separate seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he didn't even get a sniff. And this guy was just returning punts, picking off passes, like just laying bodies on the ground. Yeah. Um, and, and playing outstanding defense while bouncing between cornerback nickel and safety yeah. you know so like that is another defensive player that you could have easily put on the ballot and he didn't even make it mm-hmm. so well let's jump into our pick em. um a quick update on the standings i went four and zero in college and three and one in the nfl <laughs> i'm sitting in first <laughs> sorry guys i've had uh, a don't cold. oh yelling. yeah you really need uh, get some water Mo- yeah lubricate lubricate i'm in first with a record of 44 and 23 
Mac, you went three and one in college and in the NFL. You're sitting at second at 40 and 27. And Heather went three and one in college and four and oh in the NFL. Nicely done, Heather. She gained a game on Mac, uh, and she's in third at 38 and 29. Um, but rivalry week is upon us yes. in college football. This week, we have five ranked matchups. So let's start in the AAC, where the Memphis Tigers and the Cincinnati Bearcats are squaring off in Memphis. Uh, the game could feature two teams that will play again next week for the AAC yeah. championship uh, as both sit atop their divisions. Cincinnati will be playing in that game regardless of the outcome, but Memphis winning would guarantee the rematch. Uh, the Tigers are an eleven and a half point favorite. Mac, start us off. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't quite get the eleven and a half points, but because uh, Cincinnati's all season has just went ugly, um, you know, not a lot of finesse on that team, and I think that's kind of Luke Fickle's game. They play tough defense, uh, and they will wear you down on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, their running backs are actually really good. Their quarterback's been pretty inconsistent the last like two or three games, uh, and I know this one a little better than our ULM Coastal Carolina things because I, I just like I've always been a Luke Fickle fan, so um, I've actually kept up with the Bearcats this season. Uh, but <clears throat> I mean, Memphis is one of those teams you can never count out. Mm. They've they've literally. You know, the AEC got, like, Navy. They got uh, SMU up into the rankings. And what's Memphis done? Beat them. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so hey, Mike Norvell, I, I hope. I would love to see him just stay at Memphis and build, like, this a real Tennessee powerhouse. Uh, but let's face it. You know, someone's going to poach him. Um, I just hope he's smart with the job he takes, considering two more opened up. Um, uh, UNM... Uh, Rutgers is open, and UNLV's just fired their coach. Yeah, um, you don't want to go to any of those. No, no. Um, but uh, we can talk about Shiano and that fiasco after we make our picks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I really think Bearcats, if, if they if fickleball, if they play you know, the good defense they have been playing, they pressure the quarterback uh, and control the clock with their run game, uh, I can see Cincy pulling this off. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with Memphis on this one. I like the Tigers. They've just got this, th- you know, ball rolling, um, and that could easily be the team that sits there and like, hey, you know, you can pay attention to us rather than telling us to go sit off and fuck off in the corner. Heather, who do you like in this one? Um, I was, I'm gonna go Memphis on this one too. Um, I just think that they are, they look so much better. White has three thousand yards passing this season already, and Ritter for Cincy has 1800 so like i just i don't know i just i like i like memphis in this however though here's the thing is that they can clinch the west title with a win over cincy but if they lose they can still get into the championship game if navy loses to houston so navy's in the western division mm -hmm. yeah navy's in second because they were they were the like they were late edition, yeah. that's why. Yeah, so I, I just like Memphis. I like Memphis for this one. Well, you guys are going to hate me. I've got Cincinnati in this one. Of course you do. Um, I like their defense. Uh, I like Luke Fickle. Yeah. Um, their only loss is to the Buckeyes. And actually kept the Buckeyes. I mean, it was 42 nothing, but... They kept nothing, okay? They got uh... fucking boat raced. <laughs> 
This was like giving a, a college freshman an open bar tab and just pounding like fishbowl margaritas. Like that's how bad they got it. I mean, the only teams that restricted Ohio State scoring more, and that's using that term loosely, are Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. Um, I'm still pissed off about the Michigan State thing. But they should have hung seventy points on those assholes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I got Cincinnati in this one. Uh, maybe you guys will make up some room on the hey, you, know you can you can have Natty. All right, you can have it. <laughs> well, Bedlam is in Boone Pickens Stadium this week as the number one twenty, uh, number twenty one, Oklahoma State Cowboys host the number nine Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, the Sooners are still holding on to outside hopes of a playoff berth, but need wins at Oklahoma State and against Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship, plus some other mayhem to get there. Uh, they enter this game as a 13-point road favorite. Heather, let's start with you. Who wins Bedlam? Oh, I'm going to go Oklahoma all day. Just because I Oklahoma State really hasn't done anything to impress me, and I think Jalen Hurts is just... He, he really wants to put his you know put his boot in somebody's ass for this for for this game because that's usually how it is for for both teams plus i have a whole bunch of sooner buddies and i know they're gonna just be real mad at me if i go against them so just okay boomer sooner yeah whatever (laughs) mac what do you got i mean this is this is oklahoma's game uh this isn't one of the better teams mike gundy's had um and honestly, like, why does this game have a fucking nickname? Like, it's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State sucked dick forever, right? If, if it's not a real rivalry game, because which it it's wasn't gonna for a be, long time. It's going to be Bedlam. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Jalen Hurts, he's a big game quarterback. Um, and, and, you know, Oklahoma's got to make up ground to try and make the playoff. So I just see a big game from Lincoln Riley and his and his Sooners. So I'm going Oki. Yeah, I'm not going to really expound upon it any more than that. I got Oklahoma in this yeah. one. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma State has a chance. Yeah, not this year. Any like the last few years, absolutely, man. Oklahoma State's been like that that big play, explosive offense. This year is just kind of like a a transition year, I guess. They're just there to have but, a good time. That's it. If, Fuck Oklahoma State with their fake OSU bullshit. Uh, But up north, Minnesota and Wisconsin face off in what is essentially the Big Ten West Championship. Uh, The winner will face Ohio State next weekend in Indianapolis. Both teams sit in the top 15, Minnesota having only lost to Iowa and Wisconsin having lost to Illinois and hoping for... to get revenge on the Buckeyes next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Golden Gophers are a two-point underdog at home. Mac, who gets to face our Buckeyes? I mean, see, this one's kind of rough because, you know, we saw Minnesota drop the ball against Iowa, and that's exactly what they did. They should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Iowa did Iowa things and pulled out a game they shouldn't have. Um, but, I mean, look at Wisconsin. Outside of Taylor, they have no offense. Like, it's just a... Uh, I don't understand why they're not just running three running backs and doing the like the wing T at this point, um, you know. But I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna have to say Wisconsin. Uh, Taylor is is an amazing running back, um, and I, I don't trust Minnesota to play a full game after watching him play Iowa. 
Um, they just didn't look good in any facet of the game. And let's face it, if you give Taylor a seam, he could rip off big runs all day. And, uh, you know, like you said, Wisconsin's going to want to get back at Ohio State. They really are. Um, but I think, you know, when you get down to it, it doesn't matter if it's Wisconsin or Minnesota. Whoever is fucking going to the Big Ten Championship game is just going to get sacrificed to the football gods. So, but, I mean, I, I'm going to have to say Wisconsin. Yeah, by the way, for that uh, preview, we will be having Stephanie and hopefully Jenny Bell from the Fayetteville Area Convention and Visitors Bureau for our championship week preview. Mm-hmm. Um, we but get Heather, fancy up here at Hometown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Heather, who do you like in this mm-hmm. game? I like Minnesota. 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 Um, but maybe by like one i just think that this is going to be one of those good old-fashioned like slugfests and um the big 10 game from the 80s where it's but like exactly three to two exactly. <laughs> exactly. it's a field like, goal and a safety where it's like it's like they're not even they're not drinking water or gatorade down on the sidelines they're you know they're popping natty lights and just having a good time um but still i i I think that well, they can't be drinking water. It's in, uh, I think it's in Wisconsin. Oh, so it'll just be ice. Or no, it's in Minnesota. Oh, well, either way, all either... the water's gonna be frozen. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so they're gonna have snow cones. Got it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think hydrate or die. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think that Minnesota. I think that they really kind of want to. I don't want to say take their season back, but they want to kind of make right what happened with Penn State and so I, I think that they're gonna they're gonna do something. So I'm going Minnesota on this one. Man, this is actually kind of a hard one to pick. Um, use your formula. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well my formula is uh Minnesota's the home team. Uh <laughs> but I mean Minnesota just has struggled yeah. To the the what are they eleven and one? Yeah. Or ten and one. Yeah, ten and one. Uh, and that that's the thing. Like they've struggled in in games. Like a team that is ten and one, you'd think would have been just molly whomping folks. Right. But but you got a three point win over Georgia Southern. A hey, that's a game Georgia Southern team. Okay. Three point win at Fresno State. Don't diss the Sun Belt. Seven points over San, uh, South Dakota State. Fuck, that's an FCS team. Yeah. And, I mean, that's how they opened their season. And then you got the four-point loss to Iowa, granted, in, yeah. uh, what is it, Kinnick Field? I was going to say, I was mistaken. It was, I meant Iowa, not Penn State. Excuse me. I was mistaken. Um, yeah, Penn State, they beat by five at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I, um, meant, I meant Iowa. But Penn Iowa. State's a good team. Yeah, I meant Iowa. Yeah. Sorry. So, so how are you going on this, man? Oh, Lord. Can we come back to me? No. no there is no skips. <laughs> I'm. I don't think Wisconsin's got it in them on the road. Yeah. I I think I think I think they want to get there, but Minnesota's got a good season that they've built. They've they've started to get some notoriety. I'm going Minnesota. Hey man, you know you ride that one because I mean either like I said either team's gonna be sacrificed to the football gods and that's the only one I didn't have a pick for coming into the show I made that I had to make that one on the fly I was not sure where I was gonna go with that one Mac is over there like 
hello from the outside. I'm, a, I'm all right with it. This is my chance to make up a game if I pull this one off. Uh, the Iron Bowl doesn't have as much at stake this year as in previous years. Bama. Uh, what about him? I just made my pick. Oh. Uh, neither team will be competing for the SEC championship because LSU's locked that. No, no, they locked that up with a win this mm-hmm. week. I don't think they've technically clinched it. Um, no, they locked so Bama it up, yeah. loss or an LSU win yeah. puts LSU in. Um, but it's still a matchup of two strong teams. Alabama's only lost to LSU and enters the contest at number five, while Auburn is eight and three and has lost to. Three opponents, but those are all ranked in the top eleven. Yeah. Um, I didn't see where they're at this week after the new rankings, but they were number fifteen and a four-point underdog at home. Heather, why don't you take this one? Of course, you're gonna give it to me. Um, okay, so well, you're our SEC. Of course, girl. I know, I know. Um, so okay, SEC lady, lady. SEC lady. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for recognizing greatness. I appreciate that. You're very um, welcome, Heather. So Bama Actually Auburn had no change. They're still fifteen. I swear to God. Okay. Can I can I talk, please? Okay, thank you. Um Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so Bama leads all time 46, 36, and one in the series. Uh Auburn drew the first blood back in eighteen ninety-three with a thirty-two to twenty-two victory. Um, Auburn has won twice in the last six years, uh, 2017 for the SEC, SEC West title. And then the one before that was the Chris Davis kick six as time expired in 2013. Which is still one of my favorite moments it is, in it is, college yeah, football it, history. Yeah, that continues. Because Saban asked for that one second back. Yep, it continues to be one of the most talked about epic football games in college football history. Um, so, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a lot of history here. Um, you got Tua, Tua is he still going to be a game time decision or no, okay. Tua's out. Tua's done. Oh, oh, that's right. Tua's, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. No, it, this he season. has a hip injury. He's yeah. out. Yeah. He's yeah out. It's going to be he's out for the season. Yeah. With the hip. It's going to be Mac fracture, Jones yeah. starting and then Tua's yeah, little yeah, brother yeah, yeah, will get yeah. some playing time. Yeah. 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 So like I said, I'm distracted this week so anyways um he can't mac jones can put up to a like numbers um at least he did in his first two starts this year uh where he was 28 for 34 and so um he also played western carolina that's in one of those games, yeah so let's and, not... arkansas, and arkansas yeah, yeah. I, I i got you but i mean i mean he can come in you know clutch if they need him to um however um, I don't think Auburn is going to be willingly pushed over this year. Um, I think that it, because of the way that they held us and Georgia to season lows in yards and gave up 13 fewer points to LSU than anyone else has, um, they definitely uh, just – their defense has really started to build their momentum and play – I guess play the team that I'm trying to think of how to want to word this. Play the team that they've been designing for the last couple of years, defensively, anyways. Um, so again, I just uh, this one was really hard for me to pick, but 
just because I hate Bama so much and I hate Saban, I'm I'm going Auburn here. I I think that with with uh, with Tua being out, I think that's kind of let some of the air out of their balloon, and uh, and I think Auburn is going to seize that opportunity for sure. Mac. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like Saban's got the next man up mentality that Belichick has, um, you know. And if Jones could just manage the game, they can run the ball well, which is always a tough thing against Auburn. You know, this is the Iron Bowl. Uh, but I mean, when you get down to it, this is Nick Saban, and nobody quite motivates his players uh, the way Nick Saban does. Um, and even with Tua out. Like, you're not ever going to see Nick Saban pissing and moaning about it. Like, he won't... He, I'm surprised if he sent Tua a card, you know? <laughs> but don't you know this is the best team that Nick Saban has played all yeah, year? I mean... That's, <laughs> that's a direct quote. That's, he, uh, he's a fucking blowhard, man, and it's just how it goes. Um, I just want to stab I mean, his heart out with a spoon. Yeah, I mean, he did get you a national title, Heather, so calm thine tits right Listen, now, okay? I, still <laughs> I mean, we all know that it's just college football playoff politicking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the thing, like, the, the committee's full of idiots anyway, so I know they're not going to buy that. This is just Nick Saban theatrics. Um, He's going to throw his little tantrum Bama. and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the only reason you don't say Coach O throws tantrums because we don't understand what he says, so you don't know if he's throwing a tantrum or not. He could be ordering like etouffee, but really screaming and pissing and moaning. At you know what? About don't something. you dare talk about the Cajun Cookie Monster that way. Okay, <laughs> that is my so coach, and Bama. I will yeah. not allow it. Hey, you know what? You stand for Coach O. Heather. I you do. go ahead. I do. So, so another one where I get to decide the difference. Um. This one's really going to come down to, and this is going to sound strange talking about a freshman quarterback in Bo Nix, but it's going to come down to the QB with more experience or the coach with more experience. Yeah. Um, Saban out coaches Malzahn all day. Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Right. I'll give you that. Yeah, but, for sure. But Bo Nix at least has more under his belt. He's seen better teams than yeah. Mac Wilson has. I gotta go with Auburn in this one. You know what? Go um, ahead, man. Heather's celebrating I because am. she's picking the same way I am uh, all night. Uh, I, I think I think that Auburn defense, which is a solid defense, after Mac a lot, um, and it's going to disrupt that game. Uh, so I got Auburn. Or or. Uh, as Coach O would say, blah, 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 go Tigers. Uh, How dare y'all? How dare you? I, I, I think, I I think Saban hears go Tigers twice this season. Yeah. Uh, that's the way it seems to. That's that's how you guys are picking. But, I mean, Alabama turns out running backs, all right, and they can sit there and just run the ball, control the clock, and win a 7-3 game. So, And finally, the game. Here I Hold on, yeah. Let me let me let me intro this one. Okay. So your girl, yeah. So this is a game that I give two shits about, but clearly the two shits sitting across from me do. So we're gonna turn this over to Uncle Mac and Uncle Tim's corner and let them go at it. Um, Ohio State. <laughs> Ohio State hits the road to take on that team up north. Harbaugh seems to have finally found his stride. 
while the Buckeyes are coming off their toughest challenge yet. Uh, Blue looks to play spoiler in Ann Arbor, while the Buckeyes look to cement their spot in the CFP ahead of the Big Ten Championship. Uh, as of recording, it has been 2,922 days since Ohio State last lost this matchup. Heather, are you trying to interject there? I am. I just have a quick question. In your notes, do you have the letter M typed out, or are there blanks? It'd be too difficult notes. for me to read on air, so I do have it. Um, oh, that's 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 a failure right there. I will say you in my notes, truly I used every other name for that school except for their <laughs> state. I only used one time in a okay. in a two paragraph intro. Um, okay, you can continue. But again, sorry, as of recording, ask. it has been two thousand nine hundred and twenty-two days since Ohio State last lost this matchup which encompasses the entire Jim Harbaugh era, era mm-hmm. and the Urban Meyer era. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, the Buckeyes handed Michigan a 23-point win while racking up the most points allowed by, that, by the Wolverine defense in regulation in the team's entire history. 62 you really, points. You really like struggled to get that point word win. out too. I could I could hear it. Sixty two. Um, Ryan Day, the first year coach for Ohio State, looks to pick up his first win against their biggest rivals and has not one but three of the top seven or eight Heisman candidates to do it with. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac, the Buckeyes are a nine point favorite here, road favorite here. Yeah. But the Wolverines have looked good in the second half of this season. No, no. they have not looked good in the second half of the season. They've looked good in the last three games of this season. That's when they've hit their stride. This is still the same team that barely beat Army. Okay? Uh, An Army team that isn't even going to get to go bowl this year because two of their wins will have come against FCS opponents. Um you know, Which is something I think Bama can claim, too. Two of their wins, and LSU. <laughs> two of their wins came against FCS <laughs> opponents. But, I mean, the the, the the big trump card that Ohio State has is Chase Young. Um, thus far, there hasn't been an offensive tackle that's figured out how to block him. Uh, Penn State didn't even try. They were man Yeah, they, they, they were man blocking him. They didn't even leave a, a tight end or a running back in a chip. Um, and, and the thing is, is even he can fight through double teams very well. And he, he's not just a pass rusher. The guy's a good run stuffer and he disrupts the play, you know, pass plays, even if he can't get to the quarterback. Um, you know, Michigan's got a tough defense, but I like the, the wide receivers we have in Mac and Alave, especially. Um, and then we've got Dobbins and Teague in the backfield. Uh, you know, and let's face it, when you when you boil it down, you know, Michigan's last three games, yes, they've, they've looked good. They really have. Their offense is moving. But who, who have they played? You know, like... Second half of Penn State. Yeah, you know. Notre Dame, um, Indiana, and Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, right there, you know, honestly, your toughest game was Penn State. Uh, you know, in, Notre Dame is, is consistently overrated year in, year out. Uh, Indiana's Indiana. You know, like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, Shea Patterson should be lighting Indiana up. He should be doing that. Um, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to, to the head coach at Indiana for being able to pull out seven, maybe eight wins this year. Like, good on you, dude. 
you know, you're a basketball school. Um, but, like, Shea Patterson hasn't seen a defense like the Buckeyes. Um, Shea Patterson, <laughs> he's just, he's played against some pretty lackluster defensive units where he kind of got his, his mojo back. So, uh, you know, fuck Harbaugh, fuck Bo Beckler, fuck the entire state, go Buckeyes. Heather? You know, I really want to just be the naysayer and just be like, you know, go blue, but I'm not because I'm not going to waste a pick like that. So... <laughs> Listen, I, as much as I hate to say it, I'm listening. We're Ohio waiting. State. There we go. Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> like right up. I mean, it's no secret where I'm going on this game. Yeah. I'm just gonna oh, play Heather for like, just a minute here. Um, just hate it. That team up north does lead this series 58 to 50 to 6. Um, but when the when the, the century started, it was like 55 yeah. to 35 and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State has won like 15 of the last 17 matchups. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not counting the one that we had to vacate in 2010. Wow. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that one, Trestle. You right. dick bag. Um, Again, it's been almost 3,000 days since Michigan last won. Uh, For context, President Obama was still in his first term as president when Michigan last won this game. Huh. Uh, That's how long it has been. Um, They've just let people down since. Go Buckeyes. (laughs) Well, let's turn to the NFL, uh, where two of the games we picked last week were absolute slaughterfests, and two were really close. Uh, New Orleans escaped against the Panthers with a last-second field goal, winning 34-31, while the Cowboys dropped another low-scoring matchup to the Patriots, 13-9. Meanwhile, the 49ers dominated the Packers, 37-8, and on Monday night, Lamar Jackson embarrassed the Los Angeles Rams, 45-6. Uh, what stood out mm-hmm. to you guys this week? Uh, Lamar's the MVP. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think yeah. that's even up for debate yeah. right now. That guy's just... I mean, I've been tooting his horn since the first episode. Um, it's good to see everybody getting on the bandwagon now. Uh, but the dude could just play football, uh, and and he's a perfect fit for the what the Ravens are doing. Rather than trying to fit him into a system, they're building everything around him to put him in the best you know opportunities to succeed. I'm still wondering how the Browns did what they did against Baltimore. That's just a complete fluke. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. You guys still got one more against Baltimore. Uh, you're, you're losing that one by 40. <laughs> well, yeah, especially with Garrett out. Yeah, especially with your boy uh, trying to treat fucking people's heads like pinatas. <laughs> we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, but what else? I'm going to go guys? for me. For me was was the was the Niners pack game. Yeah, that because, one surprised especially me. Like I expected in our text it to be at chain. least competitive. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. Yeah. That Niners defense and, shut everything down. <laughs> well, yeah, and then, like, even, like, in our, you know, in our group text, we were like, y'all were like, what, what's happening with Aaron Rodgers? Like, why are they not, what, what? So, yeah. Yeah, Balaga, was... Balaga going down 
completely made that offensive line mm-hmm. crater. Um, and when they, yeah. they couldn't run the ball, no play action, and all they were getting were like seven-yard slants over the middle. And you know as well as I do, like Rodgers will hit that a couple of times, but then he's going to take that stab down the field, and, and Green Bay couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, that officiating was straight horse shit. Like the one personal foul call against Richard Sherman in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on. Uh, you know, the, the officiating, and I think we could probably all agree on this, has been just dog shit the mm-hmm. entire season. Yep. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? And, you know, I just, the NFL's got to do something about it. Like, it's it's gross. Like, it's fucking gross. Yeah, it's get, it's, it seems like it's getting, like, worse and worse yeah, each year. It's like the Patriots offense right now. Just every week, it just gets worse oh, and worse. Wah, wah. <laughs> well, 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 speaking of Lamar Jackson, y'all saw that he passed Michael Vick as Madden's fastest QB. Good. I mean, that dude is, mm-hmm. like, the guy, it just, he's going to end up at the end of the season... Uh, rushing for more yards than Vic did. Uh, probably, he, I mean, he's completing like 67% of his passes, something Michael Vick never even sniffed. Um, I, I yeah. think I heard today that he is the most efficient quarterback at his age in yeah. NFL history. Yeah, the dude, he's just something else, yeah. man. Like, And the thing is, is you know, that was a big knock on him. Like, is he going to put the work in, in the office? Why wouldn't he? He was a first-round draft pick. Right. Okay, and, and Baltimore came out and said, listen, dude, we're going to – we're going to fit the offense around you. We're not going to force you into a system that doesn't work. There's a Harbaugh who can coach. Well, yeah, but look look at where uh, you know old John started, though. He was a special teams coordinator. Mm-hmm. He never coached offense or defense. Right? Uh, he was a positional coach, but he was a special teams coordinator. He made sure he's hired good coordinators to where he can just be the CEO of the whole damn thing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and look at the offensive coordinator. You know, Mark Roman, the guy got great years out of Kaepernick, good years out of Tyrod Taylor, of all fucking people, and because he realizes mm-hmm. this is what I have to do to get these guys in space to allow them, one, to make a play with their legs, or make the decision to not run and put the ball in the air and, and, and let my receivers do the work, and I think the dude is just, he's he's making every decision correctly. And the thing is, mm-hmm. is it's not just Jackson getting around the, you know, the, the defensive ends, he just hands it off to Ingram, and it's like getting hit with a fucking sledgehammer, you know. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's that, that whole Baltimore's got like this. It's not even just momentum. Like the entire attitude around the franchise has changed quite a bit by getting old man Flacco out and and getting a quarterback mm-hmm. in there who can actually play fucking football. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because all Flacco is is Trent Dilfer 2.0. <laughs> what else stood out to you guys last week? I mean, the Saints barely escaped the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, see, what's really funny is I actually started watching that game probably with about four minutes left in it, and uh, I would like to think that you know it's because that that I started watching that they picked up a little bit. So um, I'm going to take credit for that. Right, fair enough. Um, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I know that Carolina fans are real kind of salty about some of the calls that were made or whatever. Um, but um, Wait, there's Carolina fans, we, for real. I, oh, listen, yeah. if you were to go into my work, you would think so. Uh, yeah, Here, my, yeah. But you know what? Wait till they have a bad year. They'll, all the old Redskins and Falcons jerseys will come out out real quick. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, no, we need to. Um, 
I'm I'm fully in support of getting Will Lutz a pay increase and uh, maybe a front row parking spot, please. Yeah. Because uh, that man has come in and just bless him. Bless him. I, I'm sure they tell him in New Orleans that his money is no good there. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, if, if Lamar is the MVP, then McCaffrey is definitely the offensive player of the year. Um, no, there hasn't been a defense to really keep him out of the end zone. I mean, he's had a couple like low rushing outputs, but he always offsets it with his receiving yards. Um, and I give North Turner a lot of credit uh, for being like an older school kind of fun, you know, like the old pocket protected quarterbacks. Uh, you know, and adapting his offensive philosophy to make sure McCaffrey gets in space and can do his thing. Um, I don't think there's any question that Stephon Gilmore is not the best cornerback in the NFL. Uh, he held Amari Cooper to zero catches. Um, and uh, the Raiders, uh, hey Raider Nation, shut the fuck up. Um, you guys <laughs> totally shit the bed. This should have been a win that you put 40 points on the Jets and you got blown the fuck out. Um, so I don't want to hear anybody touting the Raiders making the playoffs, even as a wild card. You guys got way too much work to do. Well, let's look ahead with our picks for this week. And we'll start with a division rivalry that for one week actually felt that way again. Um, That's two- cute. Huh? That's cute. <laughs> two weeks ago, the Steelers and the Browns met in Cleveland. The Browns dominated that game before Miles Garrett lost his mind and had the now infamous helmet bashing incident yeah um the two teams meet again on sunday this time in pittsburgh but both teams are going to have a very different look miles garrett's been suspended for the season or longer Mm -hmm. and rightfully so Um, marquise pouncey is also suspended for the steelers Mm -hmm. Um, also announced today is that mason rudolph who was benched last week against the Bengals, will not be starting instead the steelers will be going with third string devlin hodges out of uh, the rookie out of Samford, yeah, uh, who Auburn demolished this weekend. Yeah, uh, Cleveland's a two-point favorite actually in Pittsburgh. Max, start us off. Can the Browns repeat the success without Garrett? Well, I'm going to go ahead and take credit uh, and say that Mike Tomlin actually listened to the podcast and decided to sit Rudolph down because he sucks all the dicks. Like he's just awful. Um, it, it's time for him to just go away. And if you know this is a lost season, play the kid for Samford. And then you use your first-round pick on a quarterback next year um, that you can develop to kind of take over for Ben if he even comes back. Um, if if James Conner's not playing, okay, you're going to have a rookie quarterback with very little game experience. Um, you know, th- this should be a game the Browns win. Like, honestly, there's really no offensive threat. There's none. Uh, I mean, because let's face it, even if Conner comes back, the, all the Browns have to do is stack seven guys in the box. And is stop Schuster the run. still out? Um, or Smith Schuster? I, I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he, Juju? Yeah, Juju's out. Yeah, and even if he was playing, yep. you. No, he's questionable. I'm yeah, sorry, he's questionable. Yeah, okay, so he's questionable, but still, you have a guy whose nickname is Duck. You know, who played at Samford. Um, you know, throwing him the ball. So, like, I'm sorry. Like this, this should be a, this should be a game the Browns win, but this is one they'll probably fucking find a way to lose. Um. <laughs> Because that's what Cleveland does. The truth is so painful. Yeah. Uh, You literally took the words. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and and mark me down for Cleveland. Um, This they've, they've got like some, some momentum rolling. Uh, Maybe Baker Mayfield can have another game where he doesn't throw it to the other team. That's pretty nice. Um, 
I mean, honestly, this game, I, w- I would keep the ball to Mayfield's hands and just, you know, run Nick Chubb into the fucking ground. Um, you know, play keep away. Uh, you know, just play to your strengths. And, and the strength of the Browns offense right now is Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Kareem Hunt has fit in pretty yeah, nicely. Yeah, I mean, he, he's playing for a contract next year. You know, he's going to keep yeah. his mouth shut for the eight games he's going to play this year. So, I mean, you know, uh, live off those two. Play action. You can hit Landry uh, streaking over the middle, or, or Beckham started to wake up a yeah. little bit. Well, I mean, it's because Mayfield was getting him the ball rather than yep. throwing it to the cornerback that was in front of him. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Heather, who's your pick here? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the Browns because y'all are pretty much Cleveland LSU over there. So, because I can't, I can't pick against both my boys, Landry and Beckham. And what you guys are, what fifty point nine percent, the favorite, I guess, mm. between on ESPN or whatever. Also, so it's a very close one. It yeah. is. It's fifty. Yeah, it's you guys are fifty point nine percent. Pittsburgh is forty eight point seven percent. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I, I I know that math doesn't check out. I'm try, I'm trying to figure <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah, and, and the other one percent says. Uh, we, tie. we hope it ends in tie, you know. <laughs> or, no, or we just, or, or worse, a draw because everybody just starts throwing, throwing hands. Yeah. I mean, we did tie them last year. Yeah, I mean, you really did. So, but it's a good thing not? Corey Coleman's not there anymore to fuck that up. <laughs> um, I mean, it's no secret I'm going with Cleveland here. Um, I don't think there's really much more I can say. You can ride those running backs pretty hard. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Browns offensive line only does one thing well, and that's that's run block. Yeah. And that's because they don't have to hold anybody there for three seconds. They can just push them over and then get upfield. Yeah. Against, against mm-hmm. the weaker competition, the offense has started to find the rhythm that we expected them to have. You've got those runner rushers who are going to open up Landry yeah. and – Beckham and whoever and I mean they throw to everybody on that team there's like 20 different receivers with a catch in every game yeah um players I didn't even know we had uh so yeah I've got the Browns in this one um Oakland heads to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs uh Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has struggled a little bit since returning to his from his injury but the team is seven and four heading into this matchup the Raiders have seemingly overcome the early season Antonio Brown drama and are 6-5 and five right in the middle of the AFC wildcard race. Heather, a win for Oakland would move them into a tie with the Chiefs for the AFC West, but they are a 9.5-point underdog on the road. Can they pull off the upset? Mm-mm. Nope, don't think so. Sorry. I think Mahomes, I think just the way Mahomes has been playing and M- McCoy and all of them, I just think that they're, they're, they're kind of rolling right now. So, And again, for Pop... I gotta go with Chiefs. I mean, the thing is with Oakland, they they drafted so well. They really did. Uh, you know, their their team is being led in sacks by a fourth round pick. Um, you know, they're they're able to get pressure up front. Um, you know, uh, Jacobs, the running back from Bama, has looked really good. But like again, Carr just honestly, I think this is a throwaway season. Uh, I I don't see him making the trip to Vegas. Um, he doesn't take any any. He doesn't even try and get downfield very often. He throws a lot of short, you know, dink and dunk passes. Um, and and last week when the Raiders should have just been able to impose their will 
on a bad team like the Jets, like they just got pushed all over the field. Yeah. Um, and and it wasn't even close. Like Carr looked like shit. Everybody looked like shit. Um, and, and you know it's funny because once you know when the Raiders were six and four, every oh Raider Nation, here we come. Everybody counted us out. Look, and then Darnold humbled them pretty quick. They yeah. sound like the damn. They sound like the damn Cowboys. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, Raiders fans and Cowboys fans are the two most overly obnoxious fan bases, uh, even more so than cool. Philly, uh, which is saying something. You know, the Cowboys are at the top of the division yeah, and but, haven't beaten a team with a winning record. I'm not surprised. It's it, it, well, listen. Yeah, but at least, at least, you know, Philly is a you know quasi successful team. So yeah, I mean, but. I just Mahomes and the Chiefs like the Chiefs still have issues on defense, uh, but Mahomes, you know, he's heading that you know we're we're heading to that home stretch in the NFL season where you've got to start stringing together some good, uh, solid play heading into the playoffs, and Mahomes is just too good for that to not happen. Um, and if the Raiders play like they did against the Jets, this could be like a 400 yard game for him. Uh, so I'm definitely going with the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, I just. The Raiders, I'm sorry, I think they showed their true colors last week. Yeah, I actually have the Chiefs to this one. Um, I think that this is the one where Mahomes gets his season back on track because he has struggled since the injury. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they jump out to a big lead and do the college football thing and kind of rest Mahomes in the second half because they got New England next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Mahomes is still coming back from that injury. Let him get his reps in. Let him get you the game, and then sit him. Yeah, and just and, put Matt Moore in, and then you can run Shady and Williamson all day long, and just right let that, Matt let Matt Moore throw to Kelsey. You know, <laughs> right. So yeah, the Chiefs are going to take this one. Monday Night Football features two teams right in the thick of the top of the NFC. Uh, the eight and three Vikings head to Seattle to take on the nine and two Seahawks. The Vikings find themselves in a tie for, with the Packers atop the NFC North, while the Seahawks are a game behind the Niners for the NFC West, but hold the top wildcard spot. Mac Russell Wilson has been performing at a high level this season, and that defense has been pretty strong. Um, can he keep that up as a three-point home favorite? Well, I mean, that, that's that's been the biggest thing. Uh, uh, Seattle hasn't been able to generate a pass rush like they traditionally have, and Clowney's not playing this week. Um Seattle can't be beat deep, and you can say what you want about old Kirk Cousins. Like the guys kind of had a renaissance starting in like week four, um, and when you get down to it, Cousins his he's hitting. He's got that a good rapport with uh, Diggs. Uh, I'm not sure if Thielen's still out, um, but even then they they've with Thielen out they've managed to get Kyle Rudolph back in the in the passing game as as a red zone threat, and then they have Delvin Cook who might be the most uh, underrated running back, you know, heading into the season because he did he did deal with injuries like quite a bit his first two seasons. So, um, I mean, Russell Wilson still plays behind a pretty porous offensive line. Uh, a lot of his plays are made out of the pocket because he has to. Uh, Rashard Penny finally showed up. You know, he forgot that he's in his third season. It's probably time for him to, you know, yeah, that rookie contract's gonna be up pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, let's let's get what we drafted you in the first round for. Um, but when you get down to it, I think defensively, Minnesota is a better team. Um, so I'm going to go with the Vikings on this one. Um, Russell Wilson, I mean, if, if you're looking at MVPs, it's Lamar, it's Russell, like 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think they, they Wilson, 
people can sit there and knock him for him being short or, or whatever the hell it is. But when you get down to it, this guy's played with uh, average, with an average cast of characters since that Super Bowl run. And he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this goes way beyond your your physical stature. Like the guy can just play football, um, and he's going to lead that next group of young QBs and to fill in you know behind guys like Brady and Breeze and, and Rivers as they you know move off into the sunset. Yeah. So Vikings. Heather. Interesting. I went with uh, I went with Seattle here. I think them being at home is is going to help. I think the crowd noise is is again going to help um again the 12th man Wilson pl- Wilson, 12th man nah, nah, nah. but still like you know that's their thing whatever um and plus i mean russell tends to play really well at home mm-hmm. and so i think i i do think that that's going to help a lot especially too if he can get it to carson or whatever like yeah i i'm i like i like seattle well heather's gonna celebrate home. i'm going with the seahawks with, on this one too um I think it really just boils down to us. I trust Russell, Russell Wilson a lot more than I trust Kirk Cousins. Um, I've, I've watched him play at Michigan State. Yeah. I've watched him play I mean, again, Washington. I, you're absolutely and... right. You're absolutely right. But, like, the thing is, is he's actually playing football right now. Yeah. Do I, do I, I see him winning a playoff game this year? Fuck no, because it's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> okay? But when you get down to it, having a running back like Dalvin Cook, for me, is the, it's the big factor. Uh, because this isn't the Legion of Boom defenses in Seattle. This is a defense that can get pushed around. And Dalvin Cook, like, I don't know if you've watched any Minnesota games. You, no, you're not bringing him down on the first, the second, or even a third or fourth hit. Like, he's just a beast in the backfield. I'm still going with the Seahawks on this one. Um, but finally, our game of the week features the two teams we mentioned earlier as blowing out quality opponents last week. Uh, the 9-2 and Baltimore Ravens host the 10-1 and San Francisco 49ers and are a six-point home favorite. Lamar Jackson has emerged as the top MVP candidate, but the 49ers front line, who leads the league with 44 sacks, is probably hoping to thank, uh, to eat him as a uh, uh, for dinner. Yeah, uh, Heather, let's mm-hmm. start with you on this one. I, uh, that, this one, I, I kind of went back and forth because I've been pretty on like the Niners train for this for as I've been here um just because their defense has just been really really good um but I I just think I think Lamar Jackson is just gonna do what he does and just be the badass that he is and what and it looks like Baltimore is the favorite by like yeah big it's a, time. a three point a six point favorite yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and with them being at home too, I think that that's going to help. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Baltimore on this one. Mike. Uh, I mean, I like, I really like San Francisco's defense. Um, if, if you can shut down Green Bay, uh, you, you can shut down damn near any offense in the NFL. Uh, I mean, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson's a whole other threat you have to worry about on the offensive side of the ball. But when you get down to it, uh, I would give San Francisco the edge up front, you know, their defensive line against uh, Baltimore's offensive line. Um, and then also their defensive backfield. Uh, you know, the, the Ravens really don't have uh, a receiver that's going to scare you right now. Marquise Brown is speedy, but, you know, he's, I don't know, he, he's kind of hit and miss. Um, 
and I think that's why I give Roman a lot of credit for being able to put his players in the right positions to make the plays that he thinks that they can make. He's not asking them to do too much. Uh, and then you've got a really uh, reliable and experienced running back like Mark Ingram. But on the flip side of that, Kyle Shanahan has that offense humming, uh, you know, revolving around the run. And they've got three running backs that, you know, are just picking up and able to grind out yards uh, and making the job a lot easier for Garoppolo. Uh, so I'm going to go Niners on this one. I, I really like um, what Bosa in that front four is able to do. And if they can just keep the edge and not let Lamar get around it, like say on a busted play or on an RPO, then you can kind of keep him in that, you know, three to five yards uh, per run rather than him breaking off the, the 15, the 20s, you know. And I, I just, I, the Niners can do it. They got the talent there. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible that the Niners can do it. I think this is the one where they might stumble a little bit. Um, Lamar Jackson is just playing at a whole nother yeah. level this year. Um, and, I mean, he's got Ingram, he's got Brown, who maybe aren't stars or, or you know, playing at that super high level, but they're playing at a high enough level. I think uh, uh, Marquise Brown had, what, two touchdowns last week? I think so. Um, yeah, he had two and Willie Sneed had two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Ingram having the fifth. He threw for five touchdowns last week. And that's against an offensive line that it will eat you up. Eat you up with, you know, uh, what's his name? Aaron Donald. Aaron no, Donald. He's the only, but he's the only player on that defensive line right now. Um, but, so he all he does is draw the double team, and they don't have anybody else. I mean, that's the thing with the Rams. Like, they went for the name brand, you know, like Marcus Peters last year uh, before they flipped into Baltimore. Uh, you know Jalen Ramsey this year they're giving up a lot of draft capital that they could use to plug holes and the Rams are like nah fuck that man we're, we're, we're in the win now window so we're gonna pull everybody's disgruntled you know and it, it's not gonna work uh, because when you get down to it Aaron Donald is the stall that the straw that stirs the Rams defense drink and when you're constantly getting double teamed and you have zero help right now you know, I mean, it, I, it, everybody expected the Rams to have this like dominant defense, and it's like, no, I expected Aaron Donald to be dominant, but the rest of that defense would need some work, um, especially when they bring in Clay Matthews uh, to actually fill a starting role, and the guy's just been nothing but hurt the last few years. So I wasn't really surprised when the Ravens sat there and like, you know, just tore apart. Oh their yeah, defense. just destroyed uh, the Rams' defense. But yeah. for me, though, I just. You pick against the Ravens right now at your own risk. I got Baltimore in this mm-hmm. one. Um, did we just become best friends? I think we might yeah, have. Yeah, you guys you, picked together I think a lot. We did. Either either Mike is going to end up as at first in this, <laughs> or he's going to drop like four games behind Heather. Hey, you know what? Uh, <laughs> it very well could happen. Uh, now listen though, if they listen, if our picks lose, it's all your fault, Tim. It's completely your fault. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. D- don't absolutely. don't you remember the rule from a couple weeks ago? If Heather and Mike no, disagree, I remember nothing. Go with Mike. I, um, I remember nothing. I in remember this case, nothing at all. Heather picked with me, not yeah. the other way around. She just didn't hear my picks yet. 
but that'll do it for tonight's episode. Be sure to like us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you do leave a five-star review, we will read it on the episode. We will. We uh, will. I checked at the beginning of the episode. And we still if only you have leave the one. a one-star and the one-star review. Yeah, if you hate we'll us, read that we'll, on we'll the read that too. too. Yeah, I mean, what, we got we to gotta give give the fans what they want, all right? So love us or hate mm-hmm. us. Exactly. Uh, even if you hate us, you still listened, so we still win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Mac and Heather, I'm Tim wishing uh, James a welcome home. Yes, welcome home, James. And thank you guys for cheering with the hometown crowd. And happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy, happy also, Thanksgiving, remember, everybody. Yeah, and remember, when in doubt, Mumble. Mumble, 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 mum